All right. Here we go. New rule. New rule. Smoke detectors are bullshit. Get they should not there. be required. They should not be required in any apartments. I hate smoke detectors. They're, they're too sensitive. They go off all the time. If my apartment's filling with smoke, I'll fucking know about it. CO2 exactly. detector? CO2 detector. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I don't want to die in my sleep. But if my apartment's on fire, if, okay, if I... If, if I suddenly burn something in my oven, I don't want my uh, apartment filling with, uh, yeah, filling with I a got, cacophony of uh, uh, noise. I got smoke detectors in every room. I put the oven on to cook anything, and it <laughs> will go off. You, what, what, you, what is this for? Usually the first thing I do in an apartment is take out smoke detectors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and, <laughs> and I, I, I've, uh, I've, I've endured an incredible injury by failing to do that. <laughs> on time recently i recently like uh just obliterated my foot by falling off a chair um removing a smoke detector and uh, it made it made me unable to like really like walk or like do anything for almost two weeks and it's like i wouldn't have had that problem with either i had the option of not having a non-smoke detector apartment yeah you should be able to should get be that. a law yeah yeah like I or if i take right him out first you. yeah if this place burns down, it's not your problem. If my apartment build burns down, and then I get yeah. a non-smoke detector room, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like similar to idea for um, no security airlines. If you just mm-hmm. sign a waiver, and you can smoke on the airplane and bring guns and drugs on it as well. If your life has ever been saved by a smoke detector, you're dumb as shit. <laughs> And Felix is saying this as someone whose house burned down. This yeah. is Felix has suffered fire-related trauma and now smoke detector-related injury. So yeah, yeah, like no smoke detectors did not save my family's lives. Like <laughs> we were pretty easily able to tell that the house was on fire. <laughs> uh, uh, remember when I set up that the, the smoke detector in that historic theater in Iowa by vaping? And yep, that was <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that was a, that was. A, and then we got back in. Oh yeah, after then I having to go outside, the entire crowd and us have to stand in the alley behind the place for like ten minutes, and then we go back in. We're in the basement, and then I look over, and he's fucking bringing the goddamn thing to his lips. <laughs> hey, nicotine! It's 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 uh, it's got it's got this powerful hooks deep inside me, but. Anyway, I think we all agree, though. Uh, fire safety is bullshit. And <laughs> exactly. the nanny, yeah. the nanny make, state make needs to cut it out. for dorks who like uh, sirens. Well, well, okay, that's, 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 that's the thing, right? If I was a firefighter and I went through my whole career and I put out, like, one fire, I would be sad. I would be sad if I spent 30 years on the job and I never, you know, I never, like, yeah used you know used ladder 49 or whatever whatever yeah. the terminology is i don't really know Any of the I, cool I never got to like i never got to you know like you know hit a door with an axe there should be fires going on all the time it's like a make work program for our war our fire warriors you know this is a this is a fact felix you're joking maybe but there's a reason that like most arson is committed by firefighters like they're fucking bored Okay. Yeah. We want to talk about a make work job. I mean, like they're they're making work. No, they're making chili. They're hanging out in their fucking clubhouse all day on the public teat, collecting generous pensions for their mm. for their. They're not even fighting fires. They're just detecting smoke. Fucking it is bums. true. They are they are the most cosseted public servants we've got. They get to live together in a cool fort. Uh, get women just throw them themselves at them. They got a government mandated dog buddy that they hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Go down the pole. And yeah, they make chili for each other every night. It's like the homosocial dream and they get to live it. It's bullshit. And, you know, uh, family connection here. And yet somehow um, the, the, the FDNY paramedics uh, are, have a different union than the FDNY, even though, they, hey, they work every day. They work every day, like uh, shoveling up bodies from the train tracks or like stopping people from killing themselves with uh, fentanyl. So, you know what I realized, though? What I was just saying, that's classic resentment politics. That's why we're all dragging each other down. Oh, uh, I can't be a cool firefighter. Nobody gets to be. The answer is everybody becomes a firefighter. Yeah. We all get to live in the tree forts <laughs> together. We all get to go down the slide. <laughs> and we all get a Dalmatian. And we all get a Dalmatian. It's like a Matt Iglesias' new book coming out, One Billion Dalmatians for One Billion <laughs> Americans. Can you imagine how cool it would be to fire off one of those like 
giant hoses connected to the, the fire uh, plug. Like you imagine the, oh, yeah. the 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 power behind one of those things. You We're could, using like, the jaws of life. Fucking, to, like you could knock a Kia over with that fucking <laughs> stream. What? Whose idea was it for like them to get a pole? Like, why don't doctors have the pole? <laughs> it's true. The emergency sure, like, room should yeah. have a pole. Yeah, like it, well, I mean, if you're a really good surgeon and a like a gunshot wound victim comes in and they really need you. Wouldn't it be cool to like slide down? I yeah. guess most, I guess surgeons are like 63 and they'd like tear their ACLs. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't think it's fair that firemen are the only people that get poles. Yeah, we should all get poles. This, we need a universal basic pole. <laughs> universal volunteer fire department. Everyone gets a little, little stipend. Everyone gets some, get some hoses and dogs. And, and in exchange. And chili. And keep them all busy. No uh, smoke detectors. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Once again, another massive problem solved. Oh, hello there. Hello there, listeners. Uh, thank, you for, thank you for just uh, peering, peering behind the veil in an intimate Chapo conversation. But it's Monday, March 13th. Uh, let's kick off the week right. Um, so big news from the weekend. Major, major L taker, major loss of the weekend. Anyone who keeps their money in a bank. <laughs> Rookie Those move. Absolute fools. Folks, if you keep your wealth in anything other than a series of ingeniously devised dead drops and um, uh, treasure hunts, then uh, you fucked up. Actually, you didn't fuck up because all these assholes just got their money. Yeah, they're all getting the it back. Yeah, they're no, all getting all that fine. money back from the Silicon Valley Bank. But uh, this, yeah, I gotta, Silicon I gotta Valley go Bank. Tip run. of the cap to the Silicon Valley guys because this thing happens. Silicon Valley Bank uh, has a run. Basically, because these idiots are all online together and they spooked one another in group chats. And yep. So they're all taking the money out. And Peter Thiel, first among them, salute to the king. Uh, somebody pointed out to me, and my mind was blown, that his name literally is the reptile. <laughs> it is yeah. an anagram for the reptile. That was that was a resist lib. That yeah, and it's did like that. shit, man. You are blowing <laughs> Dude. my mind here. Yeah. Dude. It's all it's it's all out in the open. They use uh, secret um, uh, signals and letters to communicate with each other. So Peter Thiel, the reptile. I mean, it's like Charles Dickens wrote him or something. Could could a man Seriously. look more like a fucking reptile? It's it's uncanny. He drinks blood of the youth. Come on, allegedly getting too on the nose. Uh, the simulation is plasma. Down, would say the dickheads <laughs> who invest in Silicon Valley Bank. And so there, you think when this happens, oh, they're fucked because this is the least. A sympathetic group of people you could imagine because the, the conservatives hate them because they consider Silicon Valley the woke Death Star and uh, the libs hate them because uh, the bunch of rich guys, you know, just classic uh, class resentment uh, that's going to f- cut against any of these things. They're in trouble. So what do they do? They spend the weekend tweeting themselves into a ladder and, and freaking everybody out or trying to trying to spook horses to literally like trigger a uh, they, they were trying to make a bank run on the rest of the banking system yep. by saying that like if you if you let if they're all they're all doing like the Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life, and they're like, you're you're you're, you're thinking about this all wrong. The money, money's not in the safe. You're, the mon- the money's in your app, Shitter, the the app that collects data from your shit. It comes from Plonk, the app that replaced teachers with with AI. If, if you if you take if you take money out of the dick measuring app, then they'll all go away. Yeah, I saw I saw some guys who were like, um, I'm talking to a lot of founders who are deciding to take their money out of banks entirely. And it made me think, like, and put it, like, where? Like, PayPal? Under a mattress. Krugerrands, like Elite Weapon 2. Yeah. Uh, And they did it. They got it. Yeah. Not not only did they get what they wanted, they're getting all the money back, but they actually did get one bank to... uh, Yes, Signature Bank in New York. Apparently a lawyer's bank that did a lot of crypto stuff. It was a crypto bank of which Barney Frank... Got like a million dollars to sit on the board of the New York Crypto Bank and lobby to exempt that bank from the Dodd-Frank banking regulations. Balance sheets protruding look disgusting. <laughs> we love having we love having a government, don't we, folks? We love it. <laughs> but uh, no, in 2018, uh, like these, the, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Trump passed it. Like got it, it like changed the regulatory framework for for specifically like banks like this Silicon Valley Bank, which they tried to, and then all the tweets about it like that I've been seeing, they're trying to pass it off like they're like we're just a local community bank, we're a merchant bank, we're a local, we're a credit union basically. That um apparently sixty five percent of all tech startups had their money in this bank, and the weird thing with this bank is it's sort of like a 
like a money market or something like, like to deposit your money in the, or take a loan from this bank, you had to deposit your money in the bank as well. So that's why all these people were losing their minds. But they, they that's got a, it. They that's won. like that's like not what a loan is. It's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you have to deposit your money. Yeah, like collateral <laughs> is one thing, but like I don't. Yeah, so um, the Silicon the, Valley the, Bank the, is a credit union, like the Franklin Credit Union. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the right wing Hydra has been like kind of fighting itself over this one because um a lot of the teal line people who like you know they hate the Fed they hate they hate Jerome Powell they hate uh, regulation they you know obviously have been nakedly begging for a bailout and they got it but um I saw Kevin McCarthy and like sometimes you just gotta laugh uh. He said one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He said, Silicon Valley Bank was actually known as one of the wokest banks <laughs> out there. That's at the Wall Street Journal today. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, let, that's, me, let me read the Wall Street that's Journal. Like the, yeah, that's it. And if you're a right-winger who hasn't been begging for a bailout for this bank, <laughs> if you have no financial relationship with this bank, that's your line, that this bank was yeah. like one of the wokest. And then, like, the, and then the right winger is like that guy David Sachs or like Joe Calacanis or whatever, who you have all their money and investments tied up in this bank or a, or a significant portion of them. Their line is they're like, okay, imagine this bank wasn't a Silicon Valley bank, but a small business farmers bank. Bet you'd feel differently about it then. <laughs> yeah. I know, but uh, okay, two things: uh, the Wall Street Journal line. One, yeah, you're right. Like the, the 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 bank run was caused by this bank being gay and cringe. But I've got news for them: all banks are gay. All banks. That's true. And so I, this, oh, the line, this, wait, this is the line from the Wall Street Journal editorial today. Was there regulatory failure? Perhaps. Silicon Valley Bank was regulated like a bank, but looked more like a money market fund. Then there's this. In its proxy statement, SVB notes that nine, besides 91% of their board being independent and 45% women, they also have one black, one LGBTQ+, and two veterans. I'm not saying 12 white men could have avoided this mess, but the company may have been distracted by diversity demands. Okay, I would just like to, like, most people just noted that, like, oh, they have one black and one gay. Two veterans for this fucking DEI shit? Two veterans? I, I, that's your problem right there. Someone set up a firecracker, and then they were like, the bank, the bank's it's insolvent. Everyone pick everybody out. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I, the, the fact that, like, the, I, you know, whatever Wall Street Journal guy, I don't, I haven't really kept up with the new breed. My favorite Wall Street Journal writer was always uh, John Fund. Because that oh, I was love just my, fund. My, that was such a good name for like a you know club for growth style conservative, but um, I liked him including veterans among the like yeah the, the stupid wokest, groups of, uh, yeah <laughs> the stupid undeserving of groups of losers who are polluting our uh, financial system yeah. with their incompetence. They, I mean, if anyone was bringing their dog to the board meeting <laughs> and annoying everyone, <laughs> I love uh, how. Uh, we're supposed to pretend that the woke people, the anti-woke people in the media and in government are against one another, that they're not mutually reassuring one another because they do this stuff. Silicon Valley Bank has their DEI bullshit and their fucking woke board specifically to camouflage their demonic activity. And now you have their enemies among the conservatives taking their bullshit seriously and validating it. So that everybody can talk about the fucking wokeness of the bank and not its fundamental practices. I, I guess I, my, the, the, the other thing I've been really enjoying about this um, uh, averted bank collapse, but it was funny when people thought like, you know, like the, that they weren't going to get bailed. The depositors weren't going to get made whole again. And by the way, these depositors are being made whole well past the FDIC limit on this. So they're making an exception for these assholes. But the other thing is like all the people who are like, this is an extinction level event for innovation, period. And like with, with without these kinds of like VC firms and like banks like SVB, if this allows to go under, we won't have amazing new like apps to like talk to each other over Zoom. Like that's it. And my favorite one is like it, like in the effort to make this seem like this is all about like these, these are about paychecks. These are about people who are like, you know, need to make ends meet or whatever. Was this lady who's like a, McKin a former McKinsey consultant who said she described she described herself as like my family drives a Honda Odyssey. And my husband works in manufacturing. Uh, what she really meant is that her husband is a manager at this company that produces steel. <laughs> and she's a former McKinsey consultant. But the best part is the company that she worked on, 
is a subscription service where like the the highest level is six thousand dollars a year, and this is the, the this is like a tech startup app that will help you make lists and plan birthday parties. <laughs> Oh my god! Wait a minute. Well, the six thousand dollars. I'm assuming that one. It like they also complete the list for you. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a birthday party startup, and uh, the the name of the company. I'm just looking at this company right now. It's like it's called Strong Suit. Strong. The, the, the 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 pitch is: you found the perfect plan. Now what? Uh, and the strong membership, strong bespoke, bespoke is five thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars a year, but strong suit bespoke is just six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> Six hundred dollars a month. Oh, oh, oh okay. That's <laughs> and, kind of uh, a deal. And they, they like uh, Ashley, our co-founder and COO, is queen is the queen of themed kid birthday parties. And like the, this is what they'll help you with. And it's just basically like I don't know, like it just creates to do lists for you. I guess if you like, brought just, this shit into the Shark Tank, <laughs> Mister yes. Wonderful would shoot you out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why Silicon Valley Bank needs to exist, right? And, like, this is insane to me, like, thinking, like, why if I, like, as a business, as an individual entrepreneur or as a business, why the fuck would I put my, deposit my money or seek a loan from this, like, fly-by-night fucking, like, a, a small community Silicon Valley Bank instead of, I don't know, Bank of America or Chase Manhattan? And the answer is that, like, the real banks, that, like, bad as they are, are, you know, like... <laughs> do do the function of commercial banking at least as we like try to conceive of it but the thing is they would never loan money to these fucking companies that will never turn a profit ever so they need so they need this fake bank to exist and give them all this fake money and felix i was reading about like what caused this collapse and it really just comes back down to what you've been saying for months now is that everyone can be a genius billionaire when fed the fed lowers interest yep. rates but as soon as they fucking raise it one percent or something like that all of this shit falls apart immediately and there's no like way you can souffle. continue to like i have this like limitless growth and get like a, be valued at hundreds of billions of dollars for your birthday party startup app that will never turn a single cent in profit. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like we're going to see something like this probably at least once a month for the. Yeah, next, it's just gonna like, be whack them all. Yeah, until like until the next like zero interest rate period. I, I think like zero interest rates are just like. It's just gonna have to be a permanent thing yeah. if we're gonna gonna if we're going to have to have an economy. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't see any other way because like like seventy percent of the the companies that exist, all of them borrow fifty billion dollars a year. All of them lose money. All of them have seventy thousand employees. Like, what are we doing here? No, we've hit we've hit the end here. We we the profitability cannot be recovered anywhere in this economy. It's it's over. All you can do is is keep uh, the next quarter going by having an infinite inflow of cash that can allow for like frictionless transfer and then to create through through uh, rapidity the illusion of an economy because everything else it's just it's done. There there there's no more uh, uh, marrow in the bones. There's no more juice to squeeze here. Like yeah, we, well, you we've hit yeah. the end of productivity growth. We've hit the end of, of of profitability in these sectors. You yeah, you you make a profit if you're like Exxon Mobil or J.P. Morgan or like, I mean, honestly, some of the car companies, even American car companies. But like everything else, just seems yeah. to like lose money. With of course the idea being that you have to keep loaning us money at zero interest rates. And let us lose money until we can achieve 100% market share and then set prices on everything. But um, I just like, what is the economy even going to be if if we don't have 0% interest rates? Because, no, because the, that, 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 that's the only other thing. The only other thing besides like finance and petroleum are like app companies that give middle class people the experience of having servants that make these things way cheaper than they ever actually could be or should be and can only exist by virtue of zero of you know zero percent interest rates and you know like like, what else what else can there be the the only alternative as an economy as like a political economy is massive public spending on infrastructure like that's the thing that's an economy and like that is the thing that could generate economic activity and keep the wheels spinning well, and like all these literally Silicon impossible. Valley, 
And but these Silicon Valley VCs, like, have not, they, not only are they not doing that, they're doing the exact opposite by basically profiting off our decaying infrastructure and not only doing nothing to replace it, but like actively degrading all of it, mm-hmm. all of it. And trying yeah. to like, you know, like, where's the profit to be had? Um, like uh, turning jobs like taxi drivers into like precarious gig employers, like to try to zero out labor costs entirely. Yeah. Like to just That's make labor labor costs like a zero line item expense on a, like a, like any businesses charge by replacing them with, I don't know, slaves or robots or robot slaves. I mean, like, and here's the thing. I, I don't think there's like it's worth spending too much time belaboring the hypocrisy here because hypocrisy yeah. is kind of the point about like about moral hazard and like, you know, the rich get this carrot, the poor people get the well, stick. Like, you know, obviously. that's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point of like having wealth and power is that like, yeah, you can get your, you can get your checking account made whole again. Uh, Which is why it's banquet. so annoying listening to them po face and be like, Oh, I just got a humble, I'm a humble Honda Odyssey driver. I appreciate it much more if they were just like, look, you need us. We have you by the balls. This economy exists to serve us. If we pull this out, the, the political structure cannot absorb that. So they have to do yeah. what we want them to. And, and the thing is, it. like, look, and like, you know, you can like no, no need to belabor the, the point uh, too much about like these same people and their feelings about, let's say, student loan forgiveness, spending money on public infrastructure, social spending of any kind. And nor, nor, nor all of their accounts of like, you know, we're really at a bad point when people are cheering, seeing people's bank accounts get wiped out. <laughs> search like name, like search any of these people and the phrase homeless and see, see how far their compassion fucking extends. But here's the thing. I'll, I can leave all of that aside and say, like, look, it's kind of like Mickey Mouse to bring this up to, be, to begin with. But what I truly can't abide is the way these people talk about the shit, the, the utterly fake jobs they do and the bullshit they create as somehow like net, like not necessary to the economy, but like necessary to human flourishing and innovation. It's just like, oh, we, yeah, we need yeah. like these people cannot even describe what their apps do to like a normal person. And they're like. If the, like the last twenty years of this shit has not made the world a better place at all, it's like it, they, they ruin everything they touch. And then like their goddamn birthday party startup app, I have to hear from these people like they're Leonardo da Vinci or something. Look, it's generated a lot of wealth. That's what. Matters. Oh yes, yeah. It is generated for whom? <laughs> at the expense of what? That's not for us to say. But you can't deny that there are giant, big, disgusting Scrooge McDuck piles of money sitting around in the Bay Area that didn't used to be there. And isn't that what we're all here for, to just make the piles bigger, to stack things up so that somebody gets to swim in them? Not any of us, of course. We don't get to swim in there. <laughs> I would love to have a Scrooge McDuck money pool. Oh, my God. I'd break your neck immediately as soon as you try to jump in there because it's not water. What are you fucking doing? That's a cartoon. Don't do that. <laughs> and like, yeah, those, those gemstones are kind of sharp. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> you get one. Like, you get, Go knee first into one of those things? No, thank you. I jumped in my money pool and now I have a ruby stuck in my asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, they made a lot of money for a small number of people. And uh, and they, in turn, spent a lot of that money on hideous homes, uh, awful food at pretentious restaurants. Uh, Car- cars that the steering wheel falls off. F- cars with the steering wheel that flies off when you drive. Yes, that that's, the, that's what we all get. Oh, and also the other thing that got made... Uh, a incredible breathtaking suite of uh, surveillance and coercion technology that will be used <laughs> against us uh, for the rest of our lives. Well, once again, I just have to say, like, you'd, you'd probably think differently about this bank collapse if the people we were affecting were good and not yeah. evil. <laughs> we're not. <out laughs> so, I, yeah, like my feelings about this would indeed be different. Um, but yeah, like uh, just uh, make free free money, money for nothing, free money baby. For free. Money it's, for nothing, uh, it's for all free. it's it's only exceptions. There's no there's no rule. That's all bullshit. And if if push comes to shove, they will always bail them out. There's no real line. It's always there for show. It goes that's away the way the you do it. That the, 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 the sirens go off. That's the way you do it. That little F slur. He plays the bongos on the CNBC. <laughs> <laughs> there was also this post where the man said he was, quote, not a whore, but a hoe. One is a slut. The other is a prostitute, adding, I'm the one that gets free weed for giving, then a reference to a sexual act. And it was liked by Lieutenant Governor McNally. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, a lot of times on people's posts, you see the name and you see what they've written and you just press the button that says like. So, so, so you didn't read uh, that post? I don't recall reading the part about the, the uh, 
weed, I know that. But what about the prostitute? I might have... I might have read that. Moving on from the uh, the bank collapse, so I, I do want to touch briefly on on my favorite, my favorite news story of the week, and my new favorite political personality. I'm speaking of course about <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. Randy, Randy McNally. McNally, folks, Randy he's McNally already <laughs> sounds like a gay porn star who hosts a travel show. <laughs> okay. How, okay, like, okay, like, when, when I saw, okay, so, like, the story here is that the lieutenant governor of Tennessee, the state that just made drag illegal, and is, like, very soon to make being gay illegal after that, has basically has a voluminous comments on this, like, Twink's Instagram page where he's just, like, Oh, you you light up the you light up the world with your smile, hearty mochi, hearty mochi. So, and then when I like I saw those comments and I was like, that's hysterical. Like I love when old people don't know how the computer works. But then I saw like what this guy looks like, and holy shit! Oh my god, he's like uh, he's like if Baron Harkonnen were southern. Like that's yeah. what this dude looks like. Yeah, he if there was if there was like a um sort of like a kid's medical dictionary. He would be the entry for what a guy looks like when he's always had a UTI. <laughs> he's just yeah, one he's of like those one guys of, who's like, like unreasonably red all the time. So, alarmingly red. He's yeah. so red. It's insane. Like, like his face is so just bulbous and and creased. It's like the super photorealistic close-ups on Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like when they yeah. go in, when they go in Ren's yeah, when ear, go in he's deep, like, yeah. yeah. Oh God! Yeah, that, that is what the text. You're and, exactly and right. He, and he has a similar DM style to the creator of Random Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot about that. There, there is nobody in uh, animation for adults that's um, untainted. Uh-uh. By, yeah, by the I mean, this, is, this is this is this is this is like a this is a cutaway. But like we were laughing about how. In TV, like in regular TV, if you're if you're a producer on like, you know, Chicago Fire or like Law and Order, your sex. Yeah. If you work under Dick Wolf, if you work on normal TV, your sex scandal is that you like, you know, you had sex with a 23 year old subordinate and like pressured her into it like a normal, like gross, skeevy sex scandal. (laughs) If you work in adult animation, your sex scandal is that you you snapchatted an entire middle school and were like made making rage comics where you're like who's ready for the boner monster <laughs> i just i love i love adult animation well sex i mean candles compared to regular tv uh i mean i i love randy mcnally because like it, it, it like his comments on his instagram comments like oh god what's, what's my, the quote here this is my favorite thing he says i try to encourage people with my posts <laughs> you mission accomplished same, same yeah. you know honestly like, me too that's yeah. why we're all here to encourage people here. with our posts i like yeah that. i like that um as far as i can tell i've um you know obviously researched the story a lot he was only commenting on this like one guy. This, yeah, this one this guy. One guy. Yeah, and like um, the guys. Nobody likes the guys. I'm sorry. The guys' posts are like quite, quite provocative, even yeah. for Instagram. Like he's got, he's got, he's showing, he's showing ass, uh, he's got, but ass, ass on the timeline, up fr- ass up front. It, yeah, very like Timmy Thick style posts. <laughs> but he's like he's Timmy Slim. Like this dude yeah. is real. Yeah. Um. But, like, I, I don't know. It's just, like, the, the, the Randy McNally, it's just, like, this old school, like, gay Republican. Remember Mark Foley? I know we talked about this in the show before, but, like, the text messages where he was, like, are you horny? And the kid, like, the, the intern's, like, yeah. And he goes, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's the same sort of, like, the, the encouraging, uh, sort of, like, the encouraging wholesome chicken hawk, you know, <laughs> going after yeah. young rough trade. But, you know, once again here, it does no one any service to once again bring up the hypocrisy of this because, like, no, like, it's not that he's a hypocrite that he wants to make gay people illegal. No, he wants to make gay people, like, uh, legally disposable sex slaves for his enjoyment. And, like, that's all, that's that's totally consistent with, um, I guess, his legal and political aspirations. Randy McNally. Randy McNally, folks. What what a guy. he He just wants to give you a thumbs up about your... About your posts, just like well, somebody's looking, somebody's as, enjoying. As long as you're talking about posts and people who maybe uh, got a little too horny or a little too excited, our boy, our boy Jordan Peterson is back at it again. And I gotta say, 
and like it seems like he's back on pills because his posts are fucking awesome again. Like he's been killing it really lately. good. <laughs> his posts really have been really, good. really good. And he just he just has that behind bars energy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Because, okay, like, we also have the Chinese dick-sucking factory thing he tweeted out today where he was like, this is life under the techno-hell of communist China. And it was like, the original account ripped it from some, like, dominatrix porn where these guys are strapped in, like, leather gurneys and have their dicks, like, pumped by some sort of, like, uh, dairy-sucking machine. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he, he thought that was real. He thought the Chinese dick-sucking factory was real. Yeah, it was a type of fetish porn that I've never... I didn't know this existed. But it was, like... So it's, like, three guys in a bed. And it's a sort of... I kind of liked how it was shot. Maybe David Cronenberg's son shot this. <laughs> this is one of his <laughs> movies. It uh, looked like The Matrix. Yeah, it, was, it, it had a cool look to it. I mean... Yeah, green I don't think I would do, it had a green yeah. matrix sheen. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't check off to this, but I would definitely watch. Just watch <laughs> You'd it. have no I mean, choice, Felix. We're gonna strap you down and yeah. milk you up, buddy. Right. That's gonna, that's yeah. that's yeah. the porn. That, that that is the the plot of the porn, though. Is that it, like <laughs> an evil an evil dominatrix nurse is just you know extracting cum from these guys and yeah, try not to come. You don't have a choice, yeah. buddy. You know, one of those accounts, one of those accounts where it's like a 61-year-old 60, just stumbling into random things they find online <laughs> called like, you know, fight wokeness or like fuck BLM, found it and posted it. And I guess Jordan just instantly assumed that's just, you know, that's from an Al Jazeera documentary about China. <laughs> they smuggled this footage out. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like out. what you're afraid of. What you're horrified by, what you spend a lot of time obsessing over happening is actually what you want to happen because nobody's making you think about this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Many such cases. You're getting something out of this, dude, because there's no chai comms going door to door strapping people into these things. That you know of. In China, let alone the United States (laughs) and Canada. You could chill on this if you wanted to. But for some reason, Jordan, you don't want to. And why is that? I'm just like, I'm just, I, know, I know we talked about it before, but like, I'm, I'm just like c- contrasting the, uh, the hellish dystopian um, dick milking facility to like the, the, the videos that People's Daily China post, which is like my favorite, in quotations, news account. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, g- girl draws the, like, girl paints the most like detailed portrait of a, la- like the most detailed landscape imaginable with like a daisy petal. Yeah, you said like like ele- elephant uh, reflects on waterfall or something. Yeah, like killing it. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 have they they have a lot to catch up on the Chinese when it comes to soft power stuff. But that that's a great tool in their arsenal. It makes China look awesome. Yeah, they're we love their Saint Run media. It's all stuff like that. Like villagers amazed by Gibbon. <laughs> He's like the the one handed uh, monkey that's like friends with that uh, uh, like monk or the nun or something. Oh yeah, it's, amazing, amazing. It's yeah, like they he's got always a little, he's got a little juice box. He's got a I little mean, juice box. Okay, they they edit. They actually give him the juice box. Like, they strap him into the fucking dick milk machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's such. It is such better vibes than Russian state-run media, which is like if the Babylon oh, Bee God. had three million nuclear <laughs> missiles. Oh my God! <laughs> Russian state-run media is so fucking. They just brick, just brick after brick after brick. Oh, my God. You know, U.S. high schools are requiring students to take a trans class to graduate. Like, okay, okay. Uh, do, have, do you have any stories about villagers or elephants or anything like that? No. And, and Felix, this Just pisses me off stuff. because as, as, as you, I know, are, and, and certainly myself, I'm aware of, there's so much great animal content to be had in Russia. I mean... I no, all the, all the people who live with a, bears and shit. They work. They're <laughs> yeah, working. They like. Okay, I will say that before the special operation to um, have the world's worst war ever, the owner of uh, Russian Sable, one of my favorite Sable accounts, Andu Mora, her Sable, they were on Russian TV. But Russian TV now is just all like old, old like also very red looking men just yeah. de- declaring that NATO is sending trans missiles. It's like we're supposed to care about Russia either because for the Republicans, they're supposed to be our allies against China 
or for the Democrats because they're our existential enemy. They are losers. Yeah. China. We got to we got to surrender to them. That's the thing. We have to stop the Republicans and the Democrats from eventually going to war with China and instead go behind their backs and uh, sign a deal. That that that's what that's our project. That's what it should be. What was the, oh, there was another really good Jordan Peterson post. Yeah, no, there was another one where he was oh, he like, just, it, no, it's just like it just he was like he was saying like CNN like CNN like your work is just shallow virtual signaling blah 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 and like and it just trails off into like an interconnected series of letters like your cat just walked across you <laughs> keep one of your typing. But look, I think we all know what's going on here with with, with our boy with yeah, our boy Peterson. I, I'm sorry, like the, the the tweet where it's just all slurred. I uh, was our boy Ev Agent Napoleon called him Jason Peterson, and I'm just like <laughs> I need to see video, I need to see videos of him being like I I don't even know I sleep I. Only hour last night, and and then and then do a, a review of uh, like a Bruce Willis movie that was filmed last week called Ritual Murder or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking about. Oh, I'm just thinking about postmodernist pussy got me acting strange. <laughs> Somebody asked me about heroism, and I said, "What the fuck is that?" I am just horrified imagining the food photos. It's like a real close-up oh of a raw Ooh. steak in a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, I like—I don't know. Like, I was it like um, uh, the Clean Cast guys have just been—they've been retweeting all weekend just things from the hashtag carnivore diet and holy shit oh god like people people are so fucked up people are so bad. They've got like this shit. I, there's a thing now called meat salads. Meat salads with instead of with croutons, but the croutons are pork rinds. I saw that today. I saw someone make a pizza crust out of ground beef. This is a sickness. These people have to be stopped. And I say this as someone who enjoys a good steak. You know, I, 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 you know, I like. I consider myself a carnivore. I like eating meat, but this shit has got to stop. People are unwell. Uh, You know, I gotta say though, you say this, but I salute these guys for escaping the matrix of. Uh, of liberal neuroticism and fixating on consumption <laughs> and turning it into a, a, a neurotic spectacle for the approval of others and, and just being real and based by turning into Victorian fainting couch housewives with their, with their beef tinctures. And, and like these people and they're, they're, they're the thing that like the thing with all that, they're into eggs too. And like every meal, Every meal has to have like 15 fried eggs and a giant pat of butter just sitting on top of like a just a gnarled piece of beef, like the grayest beef you've ever seen. And then just a big pat of unmelted butter. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, like this pisses me off because like, you know, I like to cook. I love to cook a good steak. And one of the best things to like finish a steak is to baste it in butter with like some garlic or thyme, rosemary, or shallots, whatever you want. That's how you finish a steak. But like. Just an unmelted, just stick of butter on top. Oh, just they're fucking up the game. They are fucking up the game badly. I saw one where a guy cooked his steak with his sink. What? He, put, he ran it under hot water. Oh, my God. Oh, sous gray. <laughs> sous vide. Sous vide. To get a nice gray tint. <laughs> That's, I, that's sous vide. That's awful. Yeah, monstrous. <laughs> I, like you have missed the point of food. It's of food should be about pleasure. You should be like. You should be like. Oh God! But like, I, um, you are. You have this disordered relationship with food, as every horrified liberal that you're horrified of becoming, of every soyed out uh, urbanite. Congratulations. Yeah, I like the um the guys who do the carnivore diet, but take it a step further by doing only raw food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. but they also they, the tapeworm brigade. Yeah, those guys. The only guys who um are able to do that for extended periods, it seems, are people in like you know Denmark and Norway, like the, those space people. All, all they probably have like higher food safety standards. Yeah, so that I they think can that, do it for yeah. long enough without dying. Yeah, I think I think that's really the only reason those guys aren't dead because everyone else I've seen try it. Um. I've seen a bunch of Americans give it a shot, and almost all of them have like at least had to go to the shitting out of both yeah. You cannot do that. Yeah, you in can't America. go to Kroger and get meat that you're going in, to eat raw within, within a week. They will be pulling a shy halud sized tapeworm out of their fucking <laughs> asshole. See, like when I was a kid, we used to still do in in southwestern Wisconsin. Uh, 
that we southeastern Wisconsin used to still do cannibal sandwiches at Christmas, which was ground beef on rye bread, spread on rye bread with uh, pepper and raw onion. And I remember having that a couple times when I was little. But as I got older, it just went away. Like people didn't even talk about it. And it's because people eventually just started all going to a grocery store where nobody would fucking dare try to put uncooked ground ground chuck in their fucking mouth. Yeah, well, these guys yeah. are just doing it. I mean, like, like no one in history has ever done. Raw. Like, you are not hearkening back to any I, tradition. No I, one I, eats that way. Right. That's why fire was such a big deal for cavemen. <laughs> yes, that's why we're you human beings. the <laughs> explosion of the human fucking cortex, for Christ's yeah. sake. And here's, and here's the thing. I, I, like, I, 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 I think, like, raw meat. It's like raw beef can be really, really good. But oh, yeah. it's steak tartare is good. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. One of the yeah. best things you can have. Animal yeah. sandwiches, by the way, were delicious. But yeah, but it, like those sandwiches, it's not. A special treat you get at a restaurant. Right. Not something I prepare for lunch every day. Right, right. But I mean, like the carnivore sandwiches or steak tartare, it's presumably not just like purchased at basically a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> you you know you get it from like a butcher or you get you know you get it from someone who yeah. is through the you know a higher line of quality here i saw i saw i saw one of these threads someone shared where it was like the the, the, the sort of the uh, practitioners of the cannibal diet were sharing some some statistic or like some factoid where they were like did you know that human beings only started eating vegetables ten thousand years ago and like look i know the caveman thing is like the caveman diet they were not eating meat like all the time because it was pretty fucking hard to come by yeah <laughs> they were eating yeah. like roots and shit and like, they were I'm hunting hunter yeah. gatherer <laughs> societies <laughs> there's gathering that's a key component oh yeah. Oh, they're they're fucking up the game badly <laughs> i mean i i just like i love a burg i love a steak oh my god just, yes yeah a, a well-cooked medium-rare steak is like one of the most just perfect, yep. simple foods. And to see them just doo-doo all over it. And, and also, like, I hate it because, like, say what you will about, like, the um, ethics of, you know, killing animals to eat them and, like, the horrible, uh, you know, animal cruelty involved in, like, the, the, the beef and dairy industries. But here's the thing. It's like, if that cow has died... Like, I think you need to, like, the die to sustain you. I think you need to, like, show some respect for the life it gave you by not just cooking the shittiest steak on the planet. Yeah. Covering it in fried eggs and butter. Don't treat one of God's creatures like a tub of Soylent, for Christ's (laughs) sake, where you're just, like, sliding it down your grease throat (laughs) to provide nutrients for for your vlogs. (laughs) I should put talk. Um, It's like, uh, the thing I want to talk about, uh, moving on, uh, Matt, you talked about how like we basically we just need to do a deal with China because mm-hmm. like it, yeah. it's it's the one you thing go that, behind like, the backs look, like the, the, the deal the, the Ukraine Russia thing has sort of like looked like in the the mainstream of like the you know people who run foreign policy or talk about politics or involved in it in this country are they're like pretty much aligned on that but like at the periphery like a lot of Republicans are against it because Joe Biden's doing it and then like you know like people on the left or don't want us getting involved in a you know another proxy war to you know up NATO at uh, the expense of Europe and the rest of the world but the thing is though like there's there's a, there is now a new a new challenger has entered the room I mean like they're all on board for uh, escalating tensions with China as well but there's a new boutique option because they're not but here's the thing they're not really going to do that because you can't a do it yet fucking country or they have fantasies of yeah. disconnecting but like it's not anywhere near for, okay. not possible as we've talked about with Richard Wolf but like they're not anywhere close to doing that. Can't do it. Yeah. But here's one thing they can do. <laughs> Ask to declare war on not Mexico, but Mexico's drug cartels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw Lindsey Graham this weekend. It was like, I'm seeking authorization to declare. We need, the, the Mexican situation has got out of hand. They're, they've got bandoleros and sombreros. And- I would like to work with you to liberate the Mexican people from the scourge of drug cartels. I'd like to work with you to stop the flow of fentanyl into my country, our country, right. that's killing 70,000 of our citizens. And if you don't work with us, we're going to do it by ourselves. So, yeah, it's like, and then I, Josh Hammer writing in Newsweek was like, it's time to declare war on drug cartels. And this is all based on this, like, I think totally spurious idea that, like, they're the main, like, they're killing all these Americans with fentanyl. And, like, so, like, we just need to, like, this is, like, Sort of like similar to like, um, was it like the, the the gas versus electric stove debate? I just like in in this like demand that we like gin up a war with the drug cartels. 
I just get this like palpable sense of like nobody really believes in this or takes it seriously. It is just so so obviously just a marketing gimmick of like there's there's that guy there's that another Silicon Valley tech CEO who's running for president as a Republican. That guy Vivek Ramswamy, I believe his name is, and he's just trying to like he's going to be the yeah, the Andrew Yang of the right, and like instead yeah. of math, his thing is like we need to. We need to declare war on Mexico's drug cartels to stop the, the spread of fentanyl into America. So, I mean, like, the army's, like, army's got to do something. We have yeah, the biggest gotta, military in the world. It has to do something. We have to have a project that we all involve with, with it that we can vent all of our pent up uh, political frustrations on instead of, you know, our actual system. So it's right there. It's right there. It's a perfect pretext. But like, how, like, isn't this like just like whether we should take it seriously or not? Like, isn't this just like the perfect example of just like the absolute death drive of our society right mm-hmm. now? The absolute, just nihilistic, just pedal to the metal, straight into the void. I mean, like that, uh, that's that's what I read into this. Yeah, I mean the the weird thing about like the declaring war on the cartels thing is. Well, I mean, it's like we we kind of have in the same way that we've declared war on terror organizations in that, like, they're action figures that we play against each other. They're like, you know, we were at war with one. We like another. Uh, it's the same whack-a-mole game we play with everything. It's like the exact same as the war on terror. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't see... I don't see how like allocating more money wouldn't result in like just a more of the same, just the same yeah, result, I mean, but bigger. Yeah, it's well, it's 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 the it's the continuation. It's the logical continuation of the of the war on terror after its failure. Like the war on terror made certain promises. We would fight them there. So we didn't fight them here with the un, unstated premise that what we're going to be defending here is something worth living in and worth worth defending. And meanwhile, while we were fighting them over there, things got drastically worse here. And we reached the end of our uh, economic uh, viability and have been living in this suspended animation of, of cheap money and steady immiseration for everybody who doesn't have any of it ever since. And it's, it's poisoned our politics and it's made us search for something else. And so there's an answer now emerging. Okay, we, we, we don't, why fight them over there when we can fight them here and we can make fighting our lives? And we can turn yeah. everything into a battlefield. So, yeah, yeah not, uh, we have you no about, like, hope for anything else, but we can find meaning in that struggle, just like the like, fucking psycho neocons imagined we would do with our war in Iraq. And, like, uh, like similar to what we talked about with Will Summer about, about how, like, QAnon had to exist to explain why Donald Trump, like, wasn't building the wall or draining the swamp. And now, like, invading Mexico is, like, the answer to like why we're there everyone knows we're not building the fucking wall so you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta give these people the next thing and that's like this fantasy of going to war with mexico which you're absolutely right matt it's like these people want to go to war in america against like i don't know liberals and cities or whatever Mm -hmm. but mexico shit the country we share the world's largest border with close Uh, enough apparently uh greg abbott's getting ready to uh, uh, allow uh posses to operate on the border so they're gonna have wheelchair ramps uh, for him Anybody who's, <laughs> you know, everybody's got who 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 wants to put a, their gun collection to use and is you know sick of sick of spending the weekend getting getting the business and the rolling pin from the old misses <laughs> can, can just uh, blow off some okay. steam. I mean, uh, I, hunting down a, migrants okay. in the border area. I, I mean, I, I in unfortunately, like in reality, this is just going to be like hogs pointing their guns at like yes. terrified Guatemalans, but like. I wish it was just oh, like yes. sending these guys oh, yes. into Juarez and going like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, time, yeah, go to war, take down the cartels yourself. Let's do this. I w- that I, God, that would be great to bring back deadliest deadliest warrior just to be like uh, cartels versus uh, uh, boogaloo boys. Let's yeah, it's yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who would win, Sicario, <laughs> Benicio del Toro from Sicario, or a, a guy in a rascal scooter with like sixteen tactical yeah. pockets on his uh, vet? Yeah. A guy, a guy who's like. Who, who looks like Kevin Smith with like a barn door size Hawaiian shirt on <laughs> yeah. and a fucking and, and a plate carrier that like goes only over his breasts. Yeah, yeah, How's yeah. he going to do it? That's like a guy who's had a gun in his hand since he was 12 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, and I guess as long as we're talking about um, losing wars, I also very much enjoyed this week. Um, people still getting mad at Jane Fonda because <laughs> like. Right. 
Did, like, the, like the, the, like the, still the, the hatred and like just be like, I spit whenever I hear Jane Fonda's name or like Hannaway Jane. And she, it's just like the last bastion of like boomer conservative anger over losing the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, I'm sorry, one of the hottest women of all time picked a winner. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, she, she had better judgment than you did back then. What do you, what do you want from her? And I got to say, Flicking it up with those North Vietnamese missile batteries is like one of the hardest things anyone's ever she done. Looked am- so, she looked amazing. She, was- she looked amazing then. She looks amazing now, honestly. Wonderful at eight, 80 for 80. Yeah. Or Brady. 80 yeah. for Brady. Effort, effervescent. She, I mean, have these people never seen Clute or the China Syndrome? Come on. She's one of our best actresses. Stream Barbarella. Um, I, 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 know, I saw people in their 20s saying that, like, it's my most boomer opinion, but Jane Fonda should be tried for treason. I, I had dinner with uh, Jacob Bacharach the other night, and he said caring about Jane Fonda now is like caring about Mata Hari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, try, trying her for treason is insane because Vietnam is like they're basically they are pretty much our ally. Like they hate China. Yes. Like she... <laughs> I mean, ultimately, everything worked out. We, we, yeah, yeah this, we, 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 we got a sitcom ending. Smile. Yeah. It's like, oh, what if we get to stop dropping bombs on Vietnam and we start dropping uh, sewing machines? And boom, that worked out for everybody. Well, the thing that kicked this off was that she was on uh, The View and was asked, like, she was asked, like, you know, like, uh, how do we deal with, like, the, um, you know, rescinding of reproductive rights across this country? And she said, I don't know, murder a few Republican politicians. <laughs> she's she's like, oh, I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Oh, she didn't really mean that. She was just, I'm like, besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. <laughs> she's kidding. Wait a second. She's just that kidding. You know, hey. I, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying watch Clute and then consider what to do about Republican politicians. Yeah, what she said was right. Um, she was right back then. She's always been right. This always looked great. She was right about, uh, you know, aerobic fitness. That's always <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. She was right about Ted Turner being the man. Yeah. That's awesome that Ted, that Ted smashed. She says, you, you, he's, she says that he is to this day her favorite ex-husband. Uh, man, I'm gonna be really sad when Ted Turner dies. He's when a- he does die, I hope CNN plays that like video that he prepared for the apocalypse happening, yeah. <laughs> where like people stand in a field and sing "Nearer My God to Thee" as they just sort of like boop. He was like the last cool billionaire. There was yeah, there's never gonna be a never, there's never gonna be another one like Ted Turner. Yeah. Like when he dies, they're not gonna put put his frozen head in a refrigerator he's gonna have a golden ziggurat 70 feet tall and it's gonna be awesome yeah he would uh i'll miss him when he this is my favorite ted turner story so he uh for a while in the 80s owned the atlanta braves and so one day i think he'd fired the manager and or he put i forget the details but he put on a uniform and went down to manage the team (laughs) <laughs> he was in the dugout oh, he was way, making the fucking uh lineup cards and then uh, Amlo did, did that for, one- for the, the mexican team against the usa and uh, the baseball world no Classic he like called in he liked the, the he nixon called, well, he, well he called in yeah you the nixon that, thing like, yeah. when nixon called in to george allen and, 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 yeah. and gave him plate ideas no 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 ted turner put on the uniform and managed the team for the whole game and then after that mlb came out and said okay we're not allowing that owners can't do that but that like that is what you would do if you owned a baseball team. Professional sports would be so much. Did it. Professional sports would be so much funnier and cooler if they let the owners of the teams try to be like players or managers. Because <laughs> you would see how fucking stupid, what <laughs> 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 worthless piece of shit these guys are. Strap on your cleats. Get out there. Did they win? The, the, the ones now they don't even watch the games. They don't care. Uh, it's it's like oh uh, if we. Zero out again. If we basically pay players as little as possible, get rid of anybody with a big uh, salary, and and just rely on replacement level cheapies, uh, the the share of the uh, TV contract is enough to guarantee us X amount of profit. So why would we spend any money? That's who owns baseball teams now. Nobody who wants to get the goddamn game. <laughs> did Ted, um, did the um, Braves win the game that they uh, lost that game? Oh. It's a shame. <laughs> well. Uh, going from, you know, uh, Ted Turner to like maybe another guy we have to say goodbye to now. The last thing I want to talk to you about today is, of course, the end of Rod Dreher's career doing a blog at the American. So hard to say, to say goodbye to, yes, to Rod is gay. 
<laughs> so uh, this is I just want to say like uh, this is some media reporting by uh, Caleb Bakarma in uh, Vanity Fair. So basically, like the through line here is like I can't help but feel partly responsible for what's happened to Rod because the most stunning part about this story is something I've always kind of suspected, but it's insane to read it like in print. Rod's entire salary was funded by one donor to the American conservative. God. And look, listen to this. Uh, this He was a literal court jester. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this. Uh, uh, But uh, this is Caleb uh, Karma writing in Vanity Fair. But one particular reader, upon reading that last of said post, determined the blog had simply gotten too weird, according to two sources (laughs) familiar with the publication. That disgruntled reader was Howard Amundsen Jr., the heir to a California banking fortune and the sole benefactor of Dreher's six-figure salary at the American Conservative. A six-figure salary. And you know what? Like A lot of people balked at that, but like nobody can say he wasn't putting in the work. This was, not, this, yeah. was, this was not a make-work... Look, it was a make-believe job for him, but it was not a make-work job because he was doing work. He was yeah. writing 10,000 words a day about yeah. trans cartoon characters. Yeah. yeah. It's not like when Instapundit <laughs> would just go like a link and they go, <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah. People, it got people talking about the American conservative. Yeah, like he, I, like what other articles were people sharing in that time? Like, um, oh, Josh Hall, Josh Hawley is serious. The the only other thing that I know about is the Daniel Larison stuff, which is good. And I like yeah. Daniel Larison. Yeah, yeah. yeah Daniel like- Larison. He because he he talks as long as he's talking about foreign policy, it's very good stuff. So there's that. Which you know, good, but not that it, you know. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have the sizzle of a rod article. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's it's not. It's not. Um, uh, Larison is going to see. Is is not. Uh, is a. It's not viral material. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is not going to be. This is not be blowing up the timeline anytime soon. No, no disrespect to Daniel, but uh, just reading on here, it says here. Uh, the heir to a California banking fortune and sole benefactor of Dreher's six-figure salary at the American Conservative, which is published by the American Ideas Institute, a nonprofit. This unique funding arrangement, a single donor choosing to cover one writer's entire salary, was paired with an even more unusual editorial arrangement. Dreher was allowed to publish directly on the American Conservative site without any revisions or legal oversight, according to the two sources. Dreher, Amundsen, and Emil Doak. Uh, the American Conservatives executive director did not respond to requests for comment. Amundsen had apparently long admired the work of Dreher, who, is, who has authored numerous conservative books and previously wrote for the BeliefNet blog and the Dallas Morning News. But according to two sources, Amundsen began to sour on his beneficiary in 2021 when Dreher, in a blog post debating circumcision, wrote the following, quote, all us boys wanted to stare at his primitive root re- wiener when we were at the urinal during recess because it was I monstrous. Remember pr- I remember Nobody the told us that wieners could look like that. Incredibly, that, that was the first red flag for Amundsen, one source told me, adding that the rift had been building for about a year. And then, I said, one more paragraph I want to get to here. It says, some of Dreher's commentary on the gay and transgender communities also proved off-putting to Amundsen, such as his lurid musings on anal sex, <laughs> rectal bleeding, and the part partially rotted off nose of a gay man who contracted monkeypox. At some point, he basically decided, this is too weird. The source paraphrasing Amundsen explained to me, I don't want to read this or pay for this anymore. So to that I say, like, I can't, like I said, I can't help but feel partly responsible because I know I know us covering the root, primitive root penis article uh, got some eyeballs to that post. Maybe even his sugar daddy himself, who just finally decided, as we have been covering for years, weird Rod is just too fucking weird. <laughs> He's well, not normal, he did, folks. He did, you know, presumably he was reading every single post that he paid for. I, 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 I would hope. Yeah. I mean, that would you seem like that would be due diligence. Yeah. I may, I'm, maybe I'm trying to absolve us of responsibility here, but, um, it, this is a sad day. I mean, sad day. yeah. Like, I really do hope that, like, another guy, another descendant of Noah Cross, uh, <laughs> provides a similar arrangement with Rod. When Nellie Bowles? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she will. Hopefully her and Barry with, could, yeah. yeah, her and Barry need to sign him up at the 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 free press or whatever, 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 whatever bullshit get scam him, they're currently uh, running. Get him a, a tenured position in gender. Yes, at, uh, at Austin uh, University. University of Austin. Yeah, University yeah. of Austin. So I, I guess like this comes down to is like I I when I when I consider like look 
I'm sure there will still be more Rod to read in the future because, you know, he'll just go on Substack or whatever. But, I mean, this is an end of an era as, as like, you know, I consider this show like the, the, the prime, you know, we, we're the, the, the Rod beat is really Chapo Trap House alone. And it's true. We I, li- better than- I like to think we made so many more people aware of Rod and his beautiful yeah. mind. And, uh, but here's the thing. When I consider the situation of Rod right now, um, no job, no family. And has just recently soured the authoritarian strongman who's been <laughs> been giving him, him a visa, to letting him live in his country uh, as he flees family and responsibility back here in the United States. And I gotta ask myself, like, do I do I do I feel like a tinge of sympathy for Roger and the situation he's put himself in? The answer is, I think you know, like we're all human. Like, I I I feel for Rod and I'm concerned for him. But I do have to say, um, he has dedicated his entire life to evil. So, so yeah, you know, he has made the world manifestly there. like, a, like I mean, his his work. How shall I put this? Um, is is worship of Satan? Like he like he he traffics with the dark one down the left hand path, and it has clearly driven him insane. And I know on some level, I think he feels guilty about all this. And I think maybe there's some sort of like Freudian self sabotage going on here to like punish himself for like what he knows is so wrong about him. Mm-hmm. And look, reading between the lines of the Vanity Fair post, I do think it is funny. Like, weird here is just a synonym for fruity. And I do think it's funny that he's going to be a victim of the, like, he's losing his job due to the homophobia he spent his entire career promulgating. <laughs> so, Rod, brother, hope you make it out of Hungary. I don't know. Like, like you can run a substack anywhere in the world, but I wouldn't stick around Hungary much longer. Here's a pitch. <laughs> uh, fourth mic. Yeah, Rod. Rod Dreyer, fourth mic. Come on out. Come on over. <laughs> we'll chop Dude, it up. People, people would love that. Oh, my God. People would fucking go apeshit for that. That's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, like, I mean, maybe he... May, look, Rod, open door policy on Rod. I mean, I understand... Yeah, I understand he might be a little reticent to come on a show that has spent um, years um, <laughs> trying to trying to destroy his life but you know we couldn't have done a better job than no we never tried no we never tried to destroy his life this yeah, we is just, yeah we like talking about his it's article, an attention so. economy yeah. we, were putting, we were stoking the the fires of the yeah. ss rod <laughs> shoveling some more coal into the furnace <laughs> yeah uh best of luck to, best of luck to rod dreyer please buy a condios yeah yeah because you know you got tom on your hands now so you know if you look, we, you want that Chapo bump for that when you launch that Substack, man, because like you know it's the true. Daddy Warbucks is you know that's 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 done now. So if you want us to if you want to keep writing about um, ass fucking and uh, dick sucking, uh, and and being you know that keep you in oysters, then you need that Chapo bump. So come on the pod, we'll promo the Substack, and you know hopefully convince you to stop doing all the evil that, that you've helped put into the world. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's let's leave it there for today. Sure Until thing. I just want to oh, yeah, uh, shout it out. Shout it out, uh, uh, President G, for the uh, for grinding out a respectable lunch pail nine to five diplomatic coup in getting Saudi Arabia and Iran to reestablish diplomatic relations. Amazing that that clutch move. I um so, I, I I would like to know the name of um I know he's out there the Chinese Henry Kissinger who probably worked on this. Well, uh, I look forward to uh, Israel and the United States starting a war with Iran in the next month or so. Yeah. Because they just discovered lithium in Iran too, so oh boy, it's about to about to heat up <laughs> over there. Well, we got We got to practice on the cartels for a while first. Yeah, so yeah. Because, like, dude, if, if we like, look, if we can't get out of the cartel level, we're not going to do good against the the IRGC boss. Yeah, you know, we got to got to grind some stats <laughs> before we enter that boss arena. I think um, my conclusion now lately has been that every army in the world is just bad. Like no one, no one's good. Yeah. Everyone sucks. No well, one's I mean, good. The incentives are really against an army being good. Yeah. It's like if your army's too good, then everybody gets in trouble. You know, you're like, it makes sense to sort of just pretend to be working most of the time. The only people who I've like, you know, seen anything from has been Hezbollah, and that was like almost twenty years ago. Like that, True, it's yeah. yeah may, we, we there may be no good armies left, which yeah, pretty good Hezbollah outcome. Had, Felix Hezbollah has a Mickey Mouse rings. That was a bubble bubble season war against <laughs> Israel and South Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, till next time, gentlemen. Bye bye. It's so hard. Say goodbye
Let's go.